Hello, everybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? What? Cut, cut that part out. Cut, cut what part out? Hero everybody. Nothing happened. <laughs> Hello, I'm boys s- and girls. Hello, boys and girls. Elmo's going to get me real bad. Hello, boys <laughs> and girls. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Introduction. <laughs> <laughs> introduction. Funny joke. Laughter. <laughs> no, anyways. Okay, so this is Super Bargain Brothers 64 with, with a dollar sign. And this is what we call Party Chat, featuring Garrett, also known as Gellister, and... Nathan, also known as Pity Scent, with an S. With an S, and we're just about to get into that. See, we talked about this before. In fact, we've actually had several instances <laughs> where we've discussed this, but it's never been recorded in a way that will be released. Yeah. Um, We discussed it on our lovingly named Poocast, which was the first podcast we ever... Try, re- try again. What? <laughs> Oh, you're saying when 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 all when when all else fails, you try again. Un- okay, okay. Unless you keep failing, and then you just try a different way. Oh yeah, because you, keep then failing, you then, don't want to be you insane. You don't want to be insane, Nathan. <laughs> you know Anyways, the Poocast was the first podcast that we attempted to record for our mainline episodes, and it was completely aimless. And we wanted to be a little bit more succinct with how we recorded our episodes, so we. Determined that we would call it the Pooh Cast and it would be like episode zero, the thing that would never see the light of day because it comes from never. where the light of day never shines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, and in that, we talked a little bit about the origin of our nicknames. So let's go through that real quick. Nathan? So my name is Pity Scent. Well, my handle. My Xbox <laughs> handle. <laughs> oh, your real name. You had it Sorry. legally changed. Sorry. Go ahead. My Xbox handle is uh, Pity Scent. Also, Steam. And Origin, and any other gaming platform that I will be getting is going to be pity Likely sent. that. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so when I was in high school, when I'd go to like uh, Jack in the Box, McDonald's, Burger King, some of those places, I would like, they'd ask, What's your name? And I'd say, Sean John. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, like, why? I, I I just I need to know the why. reason why is because I wasn't infatuated at all with pity scent uh, with uh, P Diddy <laughs> pity scent man you're so narcissistic <laughs> Sorry. with uh, P Diddy I am now infatuated pity, with pity and I'm still not but okay. um whose whose who's real name is Sean, Sean John yeah Sean John is uh his article his clothing article well. His clothing, his clothing line? Clothing line, exactly. Okay. And so... Like the ties um, and stuff like that? He actually had, like, uh, pants Suits? and uh, jackets yeah. and t-shirts, yeah. that kind of stuff. Wait, like, what are we talking like when you say jackets and all that? Uh, like jackets like dress in, like, clothes? Coats. No, coats. No oh, dress okay. clothes. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. I didn't know it, I didn't know it went that deep. Yeah. You didn't so, know it went that deep. So, um, I, I did that for the reason why it's because one of my friends... Always wore Sean John clothes, and so I was like, oh, "I'm going to make friend of him." And so uh, we were trying to come up with a with a name for me, and uh, couldn't think of anything. And I told him about my nickname used to be Sean John and Fitty. Like I don't know, like where did the Fitty come from? Fitty, Fitty cent. Yeah, Fitty cent. Well, like fifty cent, yeah, but like 50 cent. but you know, like if you wanna if you wanna sound more. Streetwise, quote unquote, and I'm not trying to be like terrible here. Like, streetwise, anyways, you'd say 50 cent, you 50 know? cent, and so 
What is his name? What was his actual name? Who's? 50, 50 Cent? Yeah, 50 Cent. What is his actual name? I have no clue. Well, whatever. Yeah. Screw it. It's not Go important. back to it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so um, we just combined Pity and Scent. So Puff Daddy to P, to, to P. Diddy to Pity and then 50 Cent. And then 50 and then Cent. Then and then Pity Cent. And it was originally with a C. Originally with a C. Now it's In with fact, an your S. Warframe account still has that listed. Yeah, it is. Now it's with an S. Now it's with an S, exactly. The reason why is because other places... Did not like that so no, much. because other people have stolen my name. They didn't steal <laughs> it. You were trying to steal it from them and it wouldn't let you. Yeah, I know. That's true. It was, Anyways. Uh, I think it was uh, Minecraft was the first sign that something yeah. needed to change. So now you're just sent by Puff Daddy. Exactly. Sent. Pity sent. Exactly. So that's where my nickname came from. If I ever wanted to screw with you, I'd just add me at the end of it. Pity sent me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for the sake of it. Anyways. Pity sent me. And then just to get real quick through mine. Mine was that I, my brother had a friend. My older brother had a friend in high school who uh, named, nicknamed me Gelly, uh, G-E-L-L-I-E, which that does not spell jelly. Jelly is spelled J-E-L-L-Y. So if you if you read that jelly, you're stupid. Get out of house. I will find you and slap you if you if you even like attempt to do that. And if you pronounce it Jellister, he will kill you. I will. <laughs> in game. Yes. Uh and real life. Maybe. I'm dead <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So basically what happened was uh we came to this point where uh I was nicknaming my characters Gelly in game just because I liked the nickname and again it was a an ascribed nickname given to me. I have like a thousand but um and then when I got we got the Xbox with uh Halo and and Halo two, um we like this was me, my brother, his bandmates, and myself. They were all nicknaming themselves on their Xbox for their uh, profiles for the Halo games. They were always naming themselves like, my brother's was Tandir. Then uh, Ev- Evan named his Evnander. And then uh, Alexander named himself Xander. We just called him Alex. He never went by his full name. Mm-hmm. But we just went with Xander, and that was how we explained it. I think he, maybe With he a Z or an ma- X? Maybe he wasn't even Alexander. No, it was with an X. Okay. Um, maybe he wasn't even Alexander, and he just wanted to screw with people by putting Xander instead like it was the end. Anyways, so to try and fit in with the whole thing, I was like, Gelly, well, what if I take off the E and add S-T-E-R? Gellister. Oh, I like that. And so I just kind of stuck with that for, for friggin' ever. And so that's kind of the stories of how we, we got our nicknames. Tanner will probably express his when I make him re-record it for the thousandth time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. What are we playing right now? So um, what are do you, you want to start? Oh, you you, you asked me let's, first. Yeah, let's do you that. You beat me. Yes. You were faster to pull the trigger, just like every person in... Tom Clancy's Ghost, <laughs> Ghost Recon, Recon Future Warfare. Gotcha. Oh, that was a good segue, and oh, I called it so out. Good. But like, yeah, I was getting wrecked shop earlier today. I I did really well in that game yesterday, and then everybody and their dog who was like good at the game decided to get on on Sunday, I guess. And so I just was not having a good time today. I was spending more time staring at like the uh, map the and the tactical screens screen. and pe- and the ways people killed me than actually bothering to go to the objectives and try and fight people off. That so I was just like, that gets really old really quick. Nutshell. That my is life. your life? Yes. 
Uh, I've also been playing Tomb Raider. I got back into that. Not that I wasn't like out of it. It's just that I kind of splurge it, if that makes any sense. It's like my own, I've only played it twice, mm-hmm. but I've done it in two sessions of like four hours each. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it's kind of crazy how I do with that. I also was playing a lot of Demon's Souls, but I'm thinking about holding up on that until other people can play it with me because it's just... It's kind of losing the appeal that I had when I played Dark Souls. Yeah. Just because it's like, I can't talk with you guys and it's have you guys f- know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, it's a lot about. more fun if you're playing... Oh, any game is a lot more fun when you have somebody else with you. Unless... You- it's arguable on certain games. Yeah, on certain but, games, but exactly. for the most part, yes, you're right. For the most part, right. yes. Go ahead, though. Yeah, that was it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just, I thought you were leading into something, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll hold off. Um, I also... There's a couple games I recently stopped playing that I had been playing since previous recording sessions, which was uh, Heroes Charge uh, HD. Um, it's actually just Heroes Charge, but I had the HD version. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant details. I stopped, I conscientiously stopped playing that. I chose to stop playing that because it was starting to become kind of rote. Kind of like when we played Warframe. Yeah, it was just like... Um, I was just kind of playing it for the sake of playing it. Yeah. And I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. Like it wasn't like something I was eager to do. The so appeal I was, like, is no, was no longer there. Yeah, exactly. When you first and that's how I'm with Titanfall is not as bad. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm actually still inclined. Sometimes I'll pass Titanfall and I'll stare at it for a second. I'm like, no, I told myself I won't play until other people are playing with me because it's a multiplayer game. Yeah. And so I don't want to spend tons and tons of hours just playing by myself and then be sick of it by the time I get an opportunity to play with other people. Um. So there's that. Uh, my phone games have kind of just slowed down altogether. I've been kind of just reading manga on my phone. Phone games and PS Vita. Yeah, uh, PS Vita. I would consider that a mobile game as mm-hmm. well. So I guess just my mobile games in general. Um, I can't think of anything else in particular I've been playing. I mean, we have some games we've been playing together, which yeah. we can discuss right now before we transfer over so, to you. So uh, we're playing Gears of War 2. And Judgment. And Judgment. Which Judgment was also with Tandir. Yeah. Uh, Gears of War 2 is just me just helping me him. Nathan going through the series. I'm, apparently, I'm going to have to do that with Tanner because he never finished two. Oh, really? And he never played. He only finished can one we, with me. Can we... Do we have to do System Link if we, in order for us to play Gears of War You can't two? do System Link over him. Yeah. Over to him. Okay. It would have to be online. You'd ha- So, could all three of us be online and do it that way? No, because no. it's only got two-player okay. co-op. Three introduced three, play- uh, three and four-player co-op. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and that's the thing is, what, we're, what I was going to say is, Judgment... It gets a lot of flack. Yeah. It, like, a lot of undue flack. A lot of people complain. They're like, it's not very gearsy. I actually kind of like the simplified control scheme. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's a little bit more kind of Call of Duty-esque because you have a dedicated yeah. grenade button and, um, you know, like, you don't always use cover as much because you're getting attacked from a lot of directions all the at once. The stim grenades are Awesome. They're fun. They're so much fun to use. The first time we got one of those to work when we were in that one section with the guys (laughs) with the swords and I just was like, (gasps) and I threw it back there, got you both up. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah." Awesome. (laughs) I I freaked the flip out. That was so much fun because we barely made it out of there. I was getting chased by like four dudes and then I just managed to lob a grenade perfectly to pick you guys up. Or maybe it was you and Paddock. I don't know. I don't know who it was, but anyways, we got up. So we got enough people up that they could get the last guy up and we were able to beat the section. And that was like one that we had trouble with like a couple times in a row. So I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's just so much more fun because of the micro level system. Like I wouldn't think that would be fun, but it's literally that like I it's like a very focused experience that they say, here's a situation. If you want to throw some curveballs into it, you can do the declassify to add to your point scaling. Mm hmm. 
And then they're just like, okay, have at it. And then as soon as you finish the fight, they rate you and you get to see those stupid analytics of how long you spent in cover, which is the one we're always fighting for for no how, reason. How long have you, like, uh, who died the most? Who died the most? And then, like, the best part is when you see somebody's name pop up for almost every single one, including most kills, and then who yeah, died the most. Is like, the most? And, and they're like... The best part is when somebody would, like, get all of them, but who died the most, and that you could hear them get audibly disappointed, like, oh, I wanted to die the most, too. But, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's my. That's the most fun I've had with Gears, so yeah. I'm so confused when people don't like it. I, I, I enjoyed that game. Granted, I, I didn't pay for it, so, yeah. I mean, we got it free with Games of Gold, so, like, our barrier for enjoyment. But literally, like... I haven't spent as much time in that game as any of the other games I own in the series, and I yeah. still have already enjoyed it more. Mm -hmm. So I think that says something. It does, it does, yeah. Maybe that I'm not a real Gears player. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, and then, like we said, Gears 2, which I think last time we left off, we did the one level, which was yeah, the which razor the... hail and also the carrying the, the bomb to the door, uh -huh. like, and... And I kept yelling at you because you kept turning it in a way that would like wedge me up against walls. I was walls. so confused when I was doing it for a little bit, but then <laughs> I then it got, I got used to it. It was it was fine. Got it used was to fine. It. All right, so, and yeah. then so that's what you've also you've been playing with me and yeah. with Tanner. What else have you been playing by yourself? So I've also been playing uh, Mass Effect Three, which I'm uh, temporarily on hiatus because. I need to get the DLC for it, and it is expensive. It is very expensive. It's like it's like fifty six dollars and like fifty to fifty fifty to sixty bucks to get all the DLC. Keep in mind, we have this on PC, but that's the thing is about PC Mass Effect is the DLC is purchased with in-house currency, yeah, Bioware is... points, and Bioware points never go on sale. No, they don't. Nor do the and DLCs. it's like you, ha you can get 1,500, 1,500 Bioware points for 15 bucks, <laughs> or you can get here's the crappy 20,000 Bioware points for, tw for 20 bucks. Here's the crappy like, thing. Ugh. Here's the crappy thing. My brother, he's gotten every single piece of DLC on the Xbox version for 50 plus percent off. Are you freaking serious? Yeah, the the the, uh, the Xbox versions go on sale. Why don't why don't Origin? Like, it if doesn't listen. Origin. Well, it's if not. It's not Origin. Place, it's run by Bioware. That's okay, why it's Bioware fine. points. Bioware. If you're listening, no, it's, it's Origin points. I always thought it was. No, it's Bioware points. Okay. Either either way, you need to listen to us and just like do a discount. Once. It's a real buzzkill when you can get just all once. three games in the series. For like twelve bucks, yeah, and then you have to go to buy the DLC, and suddenly it's like, it's extra. It, it, no, not it. I don't mind the fact that's extra. It's DLC. They took the time yeah. to make it, but the fact that it never goes on sale, never for PC. goes on sale yeah, for PC, ridiculous. is ridiculous to me. It's yeah. so bad. And the thing is, I'm not the only one bargain, who's expressing. We're our bargain gamers. <laughs> you know? Apparently, I'm not. Tanner said, I, "Tanner, Tanner exiled me in the last podcast." <laughs> No, so, I, I am a budget gamer, I, and that's the thing is, I also have been purchasing even less bundles recently, yeah. just because I'm I'm kind of past that point where it's like, I want to get cards, like game cards and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and like lots of games just to play, Yeah, like for the silly fun factor of just like, whether they're bad or not. I'm kind of past that now, so I'm less inclined to buy things unless they have something I really want. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> any other thing you've been playing? You you were um, saying Tomb Raider, and you are saying you're having a little difficulty yeah. with that. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's not really a so, big thing. 
But yeah, I, I really enjoy Tomb Raider. There's just some parts that I'm just like, I knew that I'm just a little frustrated about. <laughs> you knew that you were just a little frustrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just... And then another game, Titanfall. Titanfall. And so, we have, we've said so much about that game. Yeah. Like, I mean... I'll get, I, okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to get to level 50, and then after that... All right, and if that's a specific self-imposed goal, then it's the same as I my achievements. Do. It's just, I was trying to ask you, why? And yeah, like, I, I guess said, you didn't really have a reason, but don't you don't really reason. need a reason. I just want to get to level 50. That way I can say, I'm the level 50 now. And I'm you pretty much have all the exactly. quote-unquote options, except for weapon mods, exactly. which you have to yeah. earn. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Then I'll give you that. And I think that is it. All right. Yeah. So let's start talking about, like, we have a little bit more of an outline for this episode because we're trying to get what the point of this party chat is, this Super Bargain Brothers party chat that we're doing, is this is where we have two people as opposed to the full group or however many people are going to end up being the full group or more than, it's just, when we have more than two people, we're going to do a full-on episode because yeah. then it's multiple inputs on a single topic. Although, like we've been discussing with Nathan, like more input from him would be nice. It's, it's difficult because, you know, sometimes... You don't know that much. I yeah. don't know that much, but yet also... I've been teaching you, and you've been learning. Eventually, I will get better. All right. You, you're getting better. I don't think so, you realize that. Yeah. But, um... Basically, what Party Chat is supposed to be is it's supposed to be because we have to kind of stagger our recording sometimes because we're busy. We still want to be able to get content out there, so we are trying to make uh we're trying to make a podcast that is like an alternative, like side series in case we're not able to record full on episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're still able to provide something exactly. And in this particular episode, we're trying to get you to know a little bit more about myself, Gellister, and then Pity Scent as Pity Scent. You know, and get to know, like, a little bit about us as your hosts. Mm-hmm. Not, like, we're not going to put, like, a dating profile up. It's not like we like long walks on the beach, pina coladas, but and singing in the rain. there are any jazz. girls that are listening to this, I am single, and I would like to mingle. Just get a Tinder, bro. <laughs> uh, okay. Tinder. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not going to go off on Tinder. We are not going to go off on okay. Tinder. Everybody already knows we'll how sucky later. Tinder sucks. We'll do it later. Okay. I'll go off my tangent after this. Sounds good. Well, just, I just, okay, but just to give us kind of like a profile for what we are like gamers, um, we're, that's what we're focusing on this episode. Typically, I'm just trying to to set this up that this is going to be a little bit more structured than what we're going to typically have for party chats mm-hmm. versus the normal episodes. Exactly. So this is going to be the, probably the most structured episodes of the first two, where one, we get you, Nathan, and then two, Tanner. Tanner. And then potentially, if we get another host ever on the show. Then we'll add, that, then that we'll add them and do a party chat for them as well exactly. and that will be a focused yeah. experience. So anytime there's a new host and they get a dedicated party chat. But anyways, so to give a little bit of a profile, first off, favorite game system. Um, What do you want to go with? My PC. Your PC? And what's the reasoning behind this? Graphics. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> GTX 970. So expensive. <laughs> it was expensive, but you know what? Not ex- not like for for how much you get out of it. Probably yeah. not that expensive. It, it, but, but I could have spent a lot more on a better graphics card. But I just got that one because it was fine. I decided I'm gonna wait till the the 980 Ti comes out this okay. fall because it'll probably tank the price on a couple of the other ones, and then awesome. I can get like 250. Yeah, for my. And so, um, yeah. 250 for my 970. But Sorry. other than the graphics card, uh, I like it because. Like, when I'm playing shooter games, 
or uh, other things, it's easier for me to aim. Using the mouse. Using the mouse. And then move around. Well, even though moving around is still like... I don't like WASD that much yeah, for movement. It, it is, yeah, it's, it's not as precise. That's why I was mentioning earlier that, that whole that Razor joystick, thing that yeah. has like the uh, built-in built joystick How and all the buttons. I don't know. But the thing is, you're already using three fingers for I'm that. I'm interested in it. Cause, so, like, theoretically, what could happen is you could, if you could still use, like, a little toggle for, like, your with your fingers or something like that. I don't know. I'm interested in looking at it. I, it depends on how much it costs, because Razer stuff is usually really expensive. Yeah, Razers are very expensive. Speaking of which, I'd like to introduce you to our first sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. No, no, no. just I, kidding. We're not sponsored. No, we're I've not. heard a lot about Dollar Shave Club on other podcasts. We are not sponsored. No. I just wanted to make a joke because we were talking about how razors were so expensive. Yeah. And I was trying to make a pun out of it because I'm a jerk. I was talking about the phone razors. Are they expensive? Those probably are dirt cheap now because they're so old. <laughs> they're so old. I remember when. I remember were... when one of my friends got one of those in high school. And, and like, oh, oh, I really want one. I, I want one. I didn't care because I didn't have a cell phone. My brother then. had a Crazer. That was like one of the first ones that, where they had music. I had a Kaiser. Like they could add <laughs> a roll. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Where they could actually have put music onto the phone and play it and have headphones. Yeah. I think had... that was like one of the first ones that they had. Just At least touchscreen. Just like, to add on to your little joke. Yes, it was a role. And you know what I played on it? Role playing games. <laughs> that was the worst cheesy. joke of all time. So bad. Cheesy but... crescent roll. Hmm. Coral. Coral. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know where that came from. But anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, we were talking about our favorite game systems. Okay. And so yeah. you were doing so, PC. Yeah, PC. And then next is 360. Which, those are the only ones you've ever those really ones, dedicated yeah. any specific... And those are the only two... I mean, well, you had the 64 in the uh, I had a PS2 64, when you were yeah. young. I had a 64, and I, it was really fun. I just haven't played it in, like, years, so it's like, I really... I'd love to play, like, Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite games when I was little. Mm-hmm. But the only bad thing is that it became popular. Like, I think I got it... When did 64, like, go out of business? They, well, they no, kind of were not really... Not business, business but, like, but when, when did it, like, start When they, they, they make the transfer over. It yeah. was usually, I think it was around 2001, 2002. And then what's really funny... 2000. I think it was either 1999 or 2000 is when we got a... a Nintendo, Nintendo 64. 64. So you were really late. You so, were laggard. Yeah, we were late. The yeah, reason, just like you were with the 360. Is, the reason why is because, like... The parents are tacaños. They're well, that's cheap in Spanish, and no, no, no. They're not cheap. They, 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 they're budgeting. They're that's budgeting. where we got our exactly. budgeting style. And so, my parents but, wouldn't buy anything for me. I bought yeah. my sixty-four. So, the only thing is, we had to save up for it. Yeah. So, but me and my brother were like, we want you to get it for us. Got to work for it, but I don't have any money. I don't know why. <laughs> we don't have any money. It's like that's why the work comes into play. <laughs> but I was ten years old. I was... <laughs> yeah, well, I was like seven when we got ours. I think so, we got ours like a year after it came out. Yeah. So, but it, the, those are the only two that I really have played on. Yeah. Other than PlayStation. substantial yeah. PlayStation Two. I've been thinking about getting you on some PlayStation 2 games. I mean, you have your PS2, apparently. Yeah, I do. I just And don't I have, have a PS2 games. as well. I mean, I have games for it. I have a few. Well, okay. Redact that part. I have some games, but they're kind of dumb. 
Are they like sports games? It, like one of them is a, a motocross game. Oh, is it like motocross ATV? I have, I think so. Off road fury. I think I, I, I don't know. Those it's, ones are actually pretty decent, but I just don't like those. It's the bottom of my box that I have. <laughs> it's the so, bottom of the barrel. It is. So no. Eventually, I'll take it out and hook it up. And yeah, we'll probably do that it. when we get our office set up, just yeah. so we have everything available to us. I'm so excited for this. I can't even tell you. And um, what is your? My favorite game system, that is actually a really tough one. That is a really tough one because I've been gaming for so long. Um, so long. I, I, I started gaming pretty much as soon as I was three. Like, that would be like 1993. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, like, back then Barney. that was the NES. And then when I was, when I was, uh, five, we got, or four, I can't remember which year because that's kind of the hazy yeah. part of my life. We got a Super Nintendo. Then, like, as soon as like 1997 started up, like mid-year, we were we had been saving up for a Nintendo 64. We purchased that. So I was a Nintendo elitist for a long time. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't play Sega because when we went over to my cousin's house, they had a Sega Genesis, and I wasn't like, I don't play Sonic. So like, I would play it and I enjoyed it. But yeah. we always bought Nintendo systems mm-hmm. in my house. Um, I'm sorry I'm getting too much off topic. What I'm trying to say is I've been gaming for so long. I've dealt with every Nintendo system except for the 3DS and the Wii U, which are the most recent Nintendo systems. Yeah. Um, I've also dealt with every PlayStation now that I think about it, Yeah. which is kind of weird to me. It's almost One, like I'm two, more of a PlayStation and four. It's almost like I'm more of a PlayStation loyalist if you think about it in a way because it's like I've dealt with, you, you've dealt with I've them. even dealt, dealt with the PSP and the Vita. That I've is dealt true. with every single one they've released. Yeah, Holy that, crap, when did I make the change? Maybe I just Oh no, I'm sorry Shigeru Miyamoto and Satoru Iwata. <laughs> I'm a failure in Nintendo fanboyism, but I'm not a fanboy. I'm just saying that I used to be a loyalist and yes. I feel like I've kind of turncoated it for that mid 1990s war. We just love games. Yeah. Um, it boils down to we love games. It's really hard to say what my favorite system would be. Uh, man, this is this is actually really hard. I would probably have to go... I'm probably going to go with something like PS2 slash Xbox era. I would also say GameCube era, but GameCube I honestly kind of stopped playing because there weren't that many games for it. Yeah. That was kind of when Nintendo took their downturn. And it's not like I didn't enjoy my GameCube. It was actually the first system we got in the series. Because again, we were still Nintendo. Yeah. Fanboys back then. But um I would have to say probably PlayStation Two. Strangely enough. Um two. just because hey. that had Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Two, uh Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories when that got released later. Uh Final Fantasy Seven if you played the backwards compatible games, Final Fantasy Eight, um, Final Fantasy Nine, Final Fantasy Ten, Twelve, um, uh, frick! What was the other one? Dark Cloud Two. I played a lot of. Yeah. I never finished it. That was a long game. Um, I also played a little bit of a uh, Rogue Galaxy. Um, shoot! What else? Like, there's a just there's just there's a, a lot of there's games. a litany of games that I played on that game, and that was such a a big system for me because I'm an RPG fan. We've already gone over this in yeah. our last podcast, mm-hmm. and. PlayStation 2 was a haven for RPGs. Yeah. It was literally like, if you wanted RPGs, sure, the Xbox had some pretty good alternatives, but if you were like somebody who was like, I want RPGs, you played a PlayStation, play PlayStation 2. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm only barely catching up on some of the GameCube stuff, like Tales of Symphonia, which also came out for PlayStation 2. I never touched it on either version, but I now have it on my PS3 and an HD remaster, okay. so I'm more interested awesome. in looking into that. But yeah, I guess I'll go with PS2. 
Now, favorite game. Favorite game. Are we going to do this based off of pure time spent? Or, I mean, I've already kind of gone over mine. My favorite game, it, like, I love Dark Souls, but my favorite game is starting to move towards... Um, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Just because of how involved it is. Yeah. And I don't I, hold that against you at I all. I really, I really, really, really like Mass Effect. It, it's... See, like, it's a solid game. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this out there, not to say that you're wrong. I'm just gonna say, um, it's a different appeal. Like, you can't like this is the problem with saying favorite game overall is yeah. that like there's so much different appeal in that different games. So and like Dark Souls, Dark what I'm trying Souls to say is gameplay level. Dark Souls kind of ousts. Yeah. Um, but me personally, okay. But the, for number one spot, Dark Souls and Mass Effect trilogy. Okay, do you, like, the thing is they're so different that they you could different. almost say it, but, like, right. we're just going to say your overall favorite experience in experience a game. Experience in a game? That would be Mass Effect. It would be Mass Effect. Because it's got at least decent, if not good, gameplay in every game. Yeah. And, and then it's got the narrative. The narrative, I absolutely love. It's, you literally get put and so, in that, and yeah, I love it. exactly. And that's what I'm trying to say is, like, with Dark Souls, it doesn't really, like, the lore is cool. But you play the game for the gameplay. Yeah, for the most exactly. Part. I would think most people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's kind of more of an all-encompassing experience with yeah. the Mass Effect. So, best game experience would probably have been a better way to question that, to word that question. I'm probably gonna have to keep that in mind for Tanner. Yeah. Um. Oh, ooh. Yeah, that what was a you? that was a donut burp. Ooh. I I got I got to taste more chocolate donut there. Yeah, that's ooh. gross. So, what about you? What is your there's this good coming up game? <laughs> um, my favorite game. Uh, we already have gone over this, so I'm probably going to have to do, like, an alternative to this. I would say my favorite game of non-3D games. And I'm going to do that as a clarifier okay. because because we've already talked about this, and I don't want to talk about it too much. Um, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. I've already given so much lip service to that. Yeah. It's the game that changed most of my behaviors, and every time I go back to play it, I still have fun. I'd like to play that game, actually. I'll have to get it on, like, a Wii or a Wii U or something like that so you can try it. I could get it on an emulator, but I don't want to do that because it's not the most legal of situations. And even though I still own my cartridge copy for the Super Nintendo, I don't have my Super Nintendo unless I want to go back home and get it. But that's more crap. Exactly. That's more crap that we have. Not not that the Super Nintendo's crap. It's just, like, we are still in a situation where we have to move a lot. Yeah. You know? So. Not that I've moved a lot in the last two years. I'm just saying that there's always that possibility of having to move when you're in a college age group. And it's not convenient to have lots of stuff. Exactly. Which is why I like digital better. Which is why I'm saying I should probably just rebuy it on my Wii. Mm-hmm. Because I have my Wii here. It's my only Nintendo system I've got. Wii Wii. Wii Wii, senor. Um, so yeah, we'll probably do that. Um, okay. So you can try that sometime. But my favorite 3D game... That's that's a rough one as well. Um, I'm going to have to take a moment to sort out my thoughts. Okay, silence. Thank you, audience. <laughs> as if they have any effect on us right now. Um, it, I, I just, I keep coming back to it just because, to me, it's like what you were saying before. This is just a, one I'm going to toss out kind of randomly just because I don't know if it's actually... I don't know if this is actually, actually my favorite game, but it's one of those ones that is such a strong contender, I would consider it to be likely mm-hmm. there. And I'll just say Final Fantasy X. Okay. And here's why. 
because Titus I love... is the shiz. Mm, not really. <laughs> he's he's kind of a girly man. Um, girly man. But and I don't really have problems with him. Like the thing Jet. about Square Enix is, in general, they they have very effeminate protagonists that are very. Even though, like, I don't know, it's very pretty boy, be shonen type yeah. stuff. If you know anything about Japanese, that means pretty boy. Um, and I've just gotten kind of used to that aesthetic, so I just don't care. But it's not about Titus, it's, uh, or Titus. It's about the, um, it's about the fact that that game, more than, like, almost as much as Mass Effect, in fact, in some ways more so than Mass Effect, tells a narrative that you get so heavily involved in because, Mass Effect's decent at getting you to empathize with your characters, but you empathize with them on a socio-political level, not on a personal level. Does yeah. that make sense? You you empathize with them when bad things go wrong for their species, and then obviously if they die in some of the points in the game where it happens, like it's sad when Caden or Ashley something happens to them in the first game. And I I, I felt like that's a spoiler, so I I apologize to anybody playing, but. Like, you can also lose Rex, so I would have been sad if I had lost Rex, um, if I had made certain decisions. See, that's the thing about saying spoilers like that, is, like, it's there's no definitives for what's going to happen. It's what you choose. But, like, in that game, it's like, I'm not as invested in them as characters as I po- probably could be, because it's more about, like, their race as a whole, and they're the link into that. I think I've already mentioned that before, is that they're the link into that race. And... Sure, they're a great link and you care about them personally, but it's not as much as I feel about the people in Final Fantasy X. Because in Final Fantasy X, you just get set into a single world where you learn its culture, its history, its its religion, its government. You learn almost every facet of society, their style of living, how that changes based on where they live. And then they all have this desperate situation that they're in this cycle of doom and despair. And so it's just like, even though the game has this kind of like optimism, it's this clouded optimism that you move through the narrative with. And so you have this situation where there's like this melancholic undertone that's always just in everything you do. And it carries with you and gives you this stress and anxiety over this pla- over this world that you're dealing with. And so when you're finally able to do it and all these big things start happening, especially about like, let's say, like, a third into the game and then maybe, and pretty much from there on out, like, big twists keep happening and you've already become kind of invested in these characters even in spite of the sometimes kind of eh, voice acting. It's not bad, it's not fantastic, but, like, you, you're still invested in the characters because they're just, that's how good the writing was in, in getting them involved with each other. It you end up really caring about it. So by the time the ending credits roll, I just remember sitting back from that game and going, oh, you know, just like, and like, and like, I just remember my eyes were kind of watery and stuff like that. I was just like, that was quite the game. That was quite the experience. And then when you add on top of the fact that that has one of the most customizable um, combat systems in the Final Fantasy series, if not all, like all of RPGs, um, Maybe not as much as something like Dark Souls, but it's way more customizable than something like Mass Effect. Like you, like you, you don't you start out with a character and their class changes based on what decisions you make along this delineated path that you're making around this uh this sphere grid. It's just like 
I don't know. It's like I felt like the characters were my own, even though I'm probably making the same decision as somebody else a thousand times before me. It's like I felt like I made that decision to make Titus a fast, heavy hitter. I made the decision to make um, Riku uh, a little bit more focused on melee with, with good thieving capabilities. I made Yuna the strongest magician so that when I got her into the black magic, I could actually make her a replacement for Lulu. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I made all those choices, and it's very customizable. So because of that, I was invested in the combat. And I guess that's what it comes down to with Final Fantasy X is, like, overall, that's one of those best experience type games I can think of. And about. that actually moves into, like, the nostalgic moments in game. Yeah, exactly. That goes straight into it. That was one of those, um, Final Fantasy is a series that I've always had very strong emotional um, and nostalgic moments with. Um... I think most people would point to certain deaths of characters in certain games in the in the series or um like Final Fantasy X, like certain twists and stuff that happen in that game. Uh it's just like for me the most nostalgic and probably emotional moment that's ever happened, and it's gonna sound really kinda lame, is in Final Fantasy VIII, there's a section where you're on disc two, and that was one thing about older Final Fantasy games, is they were spanning across multiple discs worth of game data mm-hmm. because they couldn't fit it all on a single disc because there's only like 700 megabytes, and these things are like two gig games. So basically, what they what they did with uh was on disc two. There's this point where the main group, to to not get too spoiler spoilerish, but kind of it is going to be somewhat spoilers. They get split up. And you made a decision who you brought with you. Uh, your decision was somewhat limited, but you still made decisions of who to bring with you to a certain place. And then, you're by this point, you're you clocked in most likely around twenty, uh, fifteen to twenty hours in the game, and you hit this town called Fisherman's Horizon. And when you're in Fisherman's Horizon initially, you're running around. Uh, a lot of battles and crazy things have happened from the start, from the end of disc one to the start of disc two, and you're just like, you finally have a moment to just sit there and like kind of realize how how much peril and like and the battles have kind of like finally stopped. It's just like, man, things are getting really rough, but we're just kind of in this calm in the middle of the storm when you get to Fisherman's Horizon, and this music starts playing, and it just. Every time I hear it and I'm running around in Fisherman's Horizon, I just get this weird kind of warm yet ang- warm anxiety in my stomach. That's just like, it's hard to describe. It's it, I feel like it's men- melancholic nostalgia. And anytime I hear that song, it immediately comes to my brain, just remembering walking through that with the two party members I chose to bring with the main character. And I I don't know. I, I don't know how else to describe it. it was, it's just, it's one of those really nostalgic moments for me in gaming. Yourself? For me? I'm sorry. I'm getting... <clears throat> um, well, this is... A certain person dies in Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. And, and that was just recently for you. It was, it was recent for me. And I really... I enjoyed this character in Mass Effect 2 when I, when I got to know him. I know the moment that you sold you the most on him, too. And it was, like... Sorry, I was just I taking a I thoroughly, like... When he killed himself for the common good, for the greater good, the greater good, um, it like, I I was like, so the sad. the way they did that too. The, the way that they did it was just like, there in no way could you save him. Okay, let's just 
cut it. Mass Effect 3 spoilers, because I want to talk to you about this. I can't spoil things with you um, beforehand with Final Fantasy, because you haven't played any of them. But I can talk real with you. So people who are listening, spoiler alert for Mass Effect 3 if you haven't played it. The Genophage yes. and and Morden, and Morden yes. dying. You know, like that, that is a, that is a very sad moment. And I feel like the way they presented that was almost possibly the most phenomenal way they could have done that was the fact that he's singing the song that you hear that first time in Mass Effect 2, which you pointed out to me comes from actual play. It comes from an actual, um, okay. So it's, what, what's the play? It's the Pirates of Penzance. Pirates of Penzance. And what's the song? Uh, I am the, major model of a modern major general. Mm-hmm. And so And then this one was the I am the I am very the something of Solarian or so, I am the I am the very model of a of a scientist Solarian. Scientist Solarian, exactly. And he starts singing and that he while he's that it, when when he's about to set off the bomb that will best basically cure the genophage and it or whatever. Was it's like, just like oh when he, when that happened I was just like, no, Morton, no, no. I almost cried. Almost. I didn't, but I was just like, but there was a part of me that was just like, he's dead. He's gone, you know? He's gone. You fought for him to survive. and Exactly. I fought for, I wanted him to survive. Okay. Go back. In Mass Effect 2, at the very end, Yeah. he died. And you were like, and I, I have was to like, go back. No, I have to go back and I have to save him. <laughs> and so I went back and I did the whole ending part of it just to, make just sure to you save him. him. Exactly. And so and his I'm, character meant a lot to you. And so I, yeah, he's up there with Liara. Garrus. Liara. Oh, Liara. Garrus. Garrus is the best. Garrus um, and Liara, like, he's up there. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If they even made just like a throwaway DLC that lets you play as Garrus in some kind of story situation, I would totally do that. Like his time on Omega. Yeah. Like just had, like, how does he go about that? Yeah. Th- that yeah. would be, that'd be phenomenal. That'd be like really I would play that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... But the thing about, like, Mass Effect, like, I guess... Ah, oh, crap, I forgot what I was going to say about it. It's just, like... The, uh, this is what I was going to say. Here's the thing that ticks me off so much about how people act about Mass Effect 3. I admit that there are some things wrong with the very ending of the game, that there that like, there's some kind of detail and nuance that could have been... When the game was initially released, they've already released a DLC that somewhat alleviates the issue. But... The very ending choices that you make. Everybody considers everything in that mission, the last mission, and after that, the ending of the series. And so because of that, they're like, the ending sucks! And it's just like, the extended DLC does things that are kind of important to this because it refers back to things that happened in what I consider to be the actual ending of the series, which is Mass Effect 3 as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because... The entirety of Mass Effect, we're hearing about all these different stories with these different cultures. We're hearing about the genophage and how, 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 oh crap, I'm forgetting what they're called. The Krogans. The Krogans, they're, they're, they're kind of just a spread out race. They don't care anymore because they can't have kids. So their legacy is going to die with them. So a lot of them just don't care. They want to earn money and they just want to live well while they can. And so, like, that's an ending in and of in and unto itself watching what Morden does in context exactly. to the genophage. But people are like saving. but because it doesn't happen in the last fifteen minutes of the game, people act like that's not part of the ending. And that drives me nuts. Because it is. It's an ending to all these different 
side plots that uh-huh. you've been building they up in the entire series. Exactly. Those are all getting tied up. They're just not getting tied up in a nice little ribbon in the last cutscene. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, it happens after the extended cut DLC gets added. Everything you do suddenly changes that. But the fact that it, they had to do that to suddenly help people realize that, maybe some people realize it. It's like, people don't, people need to delineate what they think about, about what an ending is. Like, people in video game, that in video game culture are kind of, not to bash my constituency, but people. That game is not set up in a narrative format that is what we think of in normal video games. Uh, It's three parts. It's a space opera. So what does that mean when you hear that? That means it's divided up like Romeo and Juliet and all those old plays where the ending is the third act. So therefore, Mass Effect 3 is the ending, not the ending of Mass Effect 3. And that's the thing that people don't seem to get because they're not, I don't know, literary savvy or something like that, is that they don't understand that it was designed in a way that was supposed to be that disc that disc three quote unquote if we're talking in Final Fantasy terms or rather disc four and five if we're talking literally for the Xbox version of, yeah. of Mass Effect is the ending. That is the ending. It's yeah. tying up everything progressively until exactly. it hits the actual mm-hmm. last couple lines mm-hmm. of dialogue and I such. Agree. And it's just like the fact that people aren't willing to acknowledge that or even like pardon my my wording here, but smart enough to acknowledge that kind of drives me up a wall. Yeah. Because that game gets undue flack, in my opinion. Exactly. Okay, moving on. Uh, Gaming habits and how they've changed, what games changed your habits. Um, Your gaming habits haven't really changed much other than they've become more frequent. Yeah, it's it's been more frequent. So I guess what I want to ask you on that one instead is, do you enjoy the fact that you game more now? I do, I do, because... I used to just, like, sit and watch TV or Netflix, but now I'm actually, like, playing games and, like, for Mass Effect, I'm actually, like, making a... a, a, You have an active role in the story. I'm changing something. And so I... Yeah, I... I just thoroughly enjoy uh, games now. I, I loved games when I was younger, but I just never... Never really had the time or... My parents finances. always yeah finances to to do it. And my parents always like gaming's not that good for you kind of thing. And it's like it's like you know what? I don't care what you think now because it's my life. You didn't buy these things for me. Well, You're and not here's the thing: is how much are you watching itself. TV and movies in comparison now? Not much. It's just kind of like it's kind of replaced those already exactly. set, even more so in my opinion, sedentary activities. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the fact that like video gaming has this stigma kind of drives me nuts. It's like people like people it's like people are play video games where you're actually doing something and you're you're let's say okay. Let's let's put this into two parallel scenarios. Somebody who watches let's say The Walking Dead, then after that they watch Game of Thrones, then after that they watch Breaking Bad, and then they watch Mad Men, so that's like three and a half hours of their day. Yeah. Somebody who does that no social backlash whatsoever. Yep. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But if you spend three and a half hours a day playing video games, suddenly you're a freak. Yeah. Why? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't you know? make any sense. It's, it's, it's literally just like another medium, but for some reason, because it has that word quote unquote associated with it, game, and then on top of that, because it's kind of 
its origins are based around stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, which are considered time sinks. And to be frank, it's it's true. There's also this third part that says that like people who play World of Warcraft way too much and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There are people who are very addicted to video games and lead unhealthy lives. With yeah. It. But just because of that, somehow the activity itself gets treated like it's some kind of plague. Yeah. Yet at the same time, and it's it's becoming less that way as the generations that grew up with it are getting older, mm-hmm. thankfully. Yeah. But it's still like, if you talk, if you talked to my parents years and years ago, they would act like Nintendo was the scourge of the earth, and mm-hmm. like it was like they were giving your kids hardcore drugs. Yeah. And we've grown up to be somewhat fine. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out my my future for like what I'm doing with college and stuff like that. But I'm not like saying like, oh, I just want to play video games. I'm not going to do anything with my life. And I work a full-time job, you know? Yeah. I, and I'm still working on my book. I'm still trying to figure out things to do to make myself successful on the side. So gaming hasn't destroyed me. And the thing is, I think my parents have come to realize that. And now because of that, they also are willing to do it themselves. It's kind of weird. Like my dad suddenly doesn't treat Halo like it's some kind of evil thing. It's just kind of, Something to do with his kids, you yeah, know? And I exactly. feel like when when it, when it, we quit treating it like it's this outlying stigma, I'm sorry, I'm going, I'm getting on my soapbox really heavy here. When we stop treating it like it's this outside stigma, people will stop having to gather with other gamers who are just going to feed their addictions mm-hmm. instead of encouraging them to go out and do other stuff. Because the thing is, when your only friends are the friends you have online because everybody else treats you weird because you play video games, that's who you're going to go to. And so you're going to want to spend more time with them, so that's just going to feed into the habit. Exactly. If you really want somebody, if you're really that concerned about somebody playing video games, make friends with them and start encouraging them to go out and do healthy amounts of activities otherwise. Don't completely pull them away from it because that might be part of who they are as a person. Is That's like their passion is getting stories through video format. Preach it. But Preach it. freaking make friends with them and do something. Like, it's so backwards to me. It doesn't yeah, make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, people, people I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Watch, like, I sound neurotic right now. A full season of Netflix. And, and they're it's fine. It's perfectly fine. Fine by society. Exactly. And, but it's... Like, Somebody sit down and, pl- and, and, and play 13 hours of a video game mm-hmm. and finish it in a single sitting? What the frick's wrong with you? Exactly, yeah. It, it's, it's, just, it, it's just another form of entertainment. It is. It literally is. So. And I'm glad it's getting closer to that, but I still feel like in certain cultures, like like people that we know around our, so- our social circles are more prone to that. Mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, whatever. So, gaming habits and now have they changed for you, and what games changed your habits? Well, we already discussed this. I mentioned it earlier. Mario RPG RPG. taught me to love RPGs and play that. Um, Dark Souls taught me that I really like a challenge. Yeah. And once I overcome that challenge and, and become more patient, suddenly things are easier in games and I'm enjoying myself more. Yeah. Um, also that you, making your own suppositions about what's going on in a plot can oftentimes be just as rewarding as a plot itself. That's one thing that Dark Souls taught me. Um, other games that kind of changed my gaming habits. Um, I would say Knights of the Old Republic um, was another one that I would point to because it's funny how all these games are RPGs, but it's the elements that they're adding. Um, Knights of the Old Republic had the first game that had a was the first game I played that had a morality system where when what choices you made on a consistent basis affected 
how your character was perceived and how they would continue to act further into the story. That's like really Mass Effect. Yeah, like Mass because Effect. it's designed on the same system yeah. because it's made by Bioware. Basically, the idea behind it was that, hey, you make bad choices, you're going to work your way towards having a, not necessarily bad ending, but an evil ending mm-hmm. where, where you're an evil person because of the choices you continually make. Now, in Mass Effect, it's Paragon and Renegade. It's just like, are you willing to be ruthless and get the job done no matter what? Or do you want to try and help as many people along the way? And that's kind of what it boils down to in that. Yeah. But it still affects your ending. Exactly. To a degree. And that's the thing is, like, that changed the way I I viewed games because suddenly it was like, oh, I can convey my morality onto the characters. Like, for example, in Red Dead Redemption... I was not the kind of person who would want to who would want to ha- get a hassle with the police. I didn't want to kill people. I I'd, I'd go out of my way to try and be as uh, justice bearing instead of evil as possible because I I like there's a morality system in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh and that kind of also affected how I play Grand Theft Auto. I don't just randomly go out and kill people. Um unfortunately I kind of go on to individual anti mode where I'm just like, oh gangster is their free game <laughs> and that's how I get my weapons and 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 cash if I need to find free cash. That's funny. It, so that's kind of wrong in its own way, but you know. It, it's just kind of interesting how that changed the way I kind of view dealing with games. Um anything else I can think of? Um I would say uh, I like stealth gameplay a lot. That's what, something that's kind of increased is if I can do stealth, I like to do stealth. And I think the game that switched that the most for me was when I played Crisis because that was the first game where you had like a dedicated cloaking system. And so it was much more rewarding to me to instead of go through an entire firefight and just shoot the crap out of people while they're aware you're there. I prefer to pick people off silently in yeah. bushes and stuff like that. I, I way prefer that. And so that kind of has changed my gaming habits. This makes me wonder how much I'm going to like Alpha Protocol, which you gave me a while ago, because that's basically kind of like a spy version of Mass Effect. Yeah. I It's got kind of mediocre reviews, but they, they say your mileage will vary based on what you like in games, so it sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. That's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how my habits have changed, and that's the games that have done them. Anyways, is there anything else you feel like you want to talk about? Um... No, I don't think so. That's That was a lot more succinct than the yeah. previous times we've tried recording yeah. something like this. That was good. Yeah. And I also appreciate that you were able to talk more. So, anyways, uh, we'll probably get back to you guys pretty soon with something similar to this. If it's not a full-on episode, then it'll be in Party Chat with Tanner, which yep. I'm going to record probably next week. Yep. And then whenever we have another Party Chat, uh, that'll be great. Yep. I, I, who knows when that's going to happen, but... Anyways, until then, this has been Garrett, also known as Gallister. And Nathan, also known as Pity Scent. And we will see you t- guys next time. Cake farts. Cake farts. Oh, my God. Oh. So, if you haven't noticed by now, I have come into the habit of putting bonus clips at the end of almost every podcast episode. I do this because I tend to enjoy having a kind of out-of-context conversation. Um, however, this past one didn't have an interesting enough conversation clipped out of it. So instead, I decided to insert a preview of a conversation that Nathan and I had during our Resident Evil Let's Play. The episode hasn't been released yet, but consider this a little sneak peek into what we talk about sometimes.
So you know how we were in that room where there's like the the digestive system? Yes, I'm, we're going back in. So have you had any situations with like the digestive systems of in your lifetime? What 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 situations are we talking about? Like that's like very situations vague. where you had to go to the bathroom and you just grabbed the thing closest to you so that you could go to the bathroom. I have a story about my cat that involves that, but um <laughs> I I, are we talking about sharding your pants? Because I can confirm that I have done it multiple times over the course of my life. Um, but like, um, I've never like pants. I've never crapped in something that was wasn't a toilet or something disposable. Actually, awesome. correction. That I is think leading towards another thing that I would like to lead to. You're baiting this with a story, so I am baiting this with a story. So, go ahead. Uh. There are times where, you know, you need to find your, like, say, for example, the toilet is completely being used and there's no other bathroom. here all the time. So, what I came to the knowledge of is there's something called a plastic bag. And so, there are some... Sorry, dude, I'm I'm, I'm concentrated on the puzzle right now, but... Um, you used a plastic bag? Yeah. So, you know, remember that time when I went down to the Dominican Republic about a month ago? Mm-hmm. So, there's only one bathroom where we were, where we were staying. No, oh, And shoot. I needed to go really bad. Mm-hmm. And so... Oh, I think you've told me about this, actually. Keep that, going, though. And so, uh, I needed to go, like, right then and there. So, I went out in, into the backyard... I grabbed a black paper bag, and I pooted in it. Pooted? I pooped in it. Pooted would just mean you farted in it. I, 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 I can't was, imagine a, picture... a fart bad enough that you were like, hey, I need to go grab a plastic bag. This thing needs to be contained because it might be something <laughs> no, no, like no, 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 Hiroshima no. or Nagasaki it, it if I don't handle this correctly. It takes fart to a whole new level. Anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> I put the plastic bag over my head, <laughs> suffocate myself with my own farts. <laughs> and so I uh so what happened was so I went to the bathroom and I grabbed some leaves that were close by and I wiped myself. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Wow, you were like forced in it. It's really hardcore there. I know, right? And so anyways uh Okay, heck? anyways. <laughs> so sorry, I was I was reading that. Anyways, the guy that I was uh, I was with, he caught me coming around the corner, holding the brown paper, the the black paper oh. bag. He's like, oh. "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Wait, nothing. it was paper." You oh, sorry, plastic. plastic. Yeah, plastic bag. And I, and I was like, "Nothing." You brown bagged your poop. Go and ahead. So he's like, "What? Do, what do you have? What do you have in there? Nothing." And he's like, oh "Did you go poop?" And I'm like. No. Did he use the word poop, or did he say, like, defecate, or... No, he used excrement? the word poop. Oh, gosh. He used the word poop. I know. You know, because adult males use the word poop a lot. Yeah. And so... And then, like, there is no... Like, they don't have garbage cans there. So you you just kind of, like... Oh, no, 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 just stop. I don't want to hear the rest at this rate, but whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. And so, but I eventually put it in another bag to hide it. 
Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And the person that we were staying with, she's like, I found this like black bag just hanging out there. Do you guys know what it was? And we're like, oh no. Oh no, oh she figured it gosh. out. And then, yeah, I spilled the beans and it was just very No, you, you you spilled. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that word, but you spilled it. Yeah, it was it was very embarrassing. I I don't think well, I I've, I've been embarrassed before. That you bad, let the but... you let the you let the shat out of the bag, so to speak. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I let the shat out of the bag. Nicely and done. It was very embarrassing. 